This is Novel Marketing, Episode 3. I'm James L. Rubart. And I'm Thomas Umstadt, Jr. And this is the show for novelists who hate marketing but still want to become best-selling authors. So NaNoWriMo is coming up, and a lot of authors are about to disappear for a month. But that brings up the question, Jim, what is NaNoWriMo? Uh, very simply, NaNoWriMo is insanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kill yourself for a month in exchange for your craft. That's right. Kill yourself for a month. But but essentially, you do it, but it is a good kind of killing. Because what N- NaNoWriMo is, is it's novel writing in a month. It's, it's National Write a Novel in a Month month. <laughs> department of redundancy department but it's it's a chance for you to make a goal and the word count is 50,000 words so in the month of november you're going to write 50,000 words on your novel and the reason it works is not just the challenge of doing it but it's set up so that you can have encouragement so you're doing it with all these other thousands and thousands and thousands of people and so sometimes that's the incentive that you need when you're reporting this is my word count this is how I'm progressing and you're getting that encouragement from other people that's one reason it it really works for people yeah we have a group here in Austin called sit down shut up and write and during novel <laughs> Do you? Mar- yeah during NaNoWriMo they meet every single day for the month of November and they really? all go to a coffee shop. They have like 30 minutes of chit-chat, and then they sit down, shut up, and write. And if you're not writing or if you're chit-chatting, someone comes and slaps you on the wrist or something. I don't know. There's some sort of punishment. But No, I love it, that. That is that is cool. I, I, when I was working on my second novel, I had two other novelist friends, and they were working on theirs. They were on deadline as well. And so we decided we, we tweeted to each other. Uh, every hour on the hour, here's my word count. Now here's my new word count. Now here's nice. my word count. Nice. And knowing that they were going to tweet me in, in 15 minutes, that was a motivator to keep going. That's a great, a great motivator. Although the downside of NaNoWriMo is that it can be hard to do marketing while doing NaNoWriMo. That's a, yes, <laughs> that's a problem. So what we're going to share with you are six tips to put your marketing on autopilot so you can look like you're still doing marketing when in reality you've locked yourself in your basement and not letting yourself out until you've written all 1,666 words for that day. (laughs) Uh, But first, we want to share a warning. So putting your marketing on autopilot can be very effective for seasons when you need to focus, but it can also make you look like an uncaring jerk. And so what do I mean? Well, a good example of this is when Michael Jackson died. Michael Jackson died unexpectedly, and it, if you remember, completely dominated social media. Everyone on Facebook... Everyone on Twitter, that's what they were talking about. There was shock, sharing of news reports. Everyone, that is, except for the few people who had put their marketing (laughs) on autopilot. So everyone's talking about Michael Jackson dying, except for people who are tweeting these completely irrelevant, Irrelevant. self-promotional things. And they really did look like jerks. And so you have to be careful. One, So so a tweet that would be, hey, really looking forward to Michael Jackson's tour. That that was not a a winner. That's right. And and there are many, many stories I can share of other people who've put their marketing on autopilot uh, and gotten in trouble for it. So what you have to do is you have to be careful and ready to jump in and put it on pause if there's some sort of event. You have to kind of keep an ear to the ground. There's not a lot of news events that are that big of an event and not, you know, September 11th level event. It's the sort of thing that the news would get to you even in your NaNoWriMo cave. So my warning is be ready to put it on pause and only use it for brief periods of time here and there. I Don't put it on autopilot all the time, especially if all you're doing is self-promotional type things. So right. that said, let's talk about how to put your marketing on autopilot, starting with thing number one, Facebook. 
believe it or not, if you have a Facebook author page, a business page, which is what I recommend for every author. You and can, we should specify that because there are probably some people going out there. Well, I have an I I have a Facebook page, but it's possible you have a Facebook profile, which right. is different than a page. So Thomas, can you speak to that for just a second? Yeah. The, the easiest way to tell what kind of page you have, if you have friends, it's a profile and it's an amateur personal page. And if you have likes, it's a professional business page. And right now on Facebook, and now this may change for those of you listening in the future, but right now on Facebook, you can only schedule posts on a professional business page. And if uh, you have an author page, there's a little kind of clock uh, target icon. You just click on it, and you can select what time in the future that post comes. So you can sit down for 30 minutes, write all of your Facebook updates for the whole month, schedule them, and then you're active on Facebook, or you look active even though you're not. So another warning on this. Do not make all of the posts about you. <laughs> We're going to talk about this more in other episodes. You can listen to our episodes on social media. But if all you do is talk about you, no one's going to want to listen to you, especially if it's on autopilot. Now, for some of you, you're like, I don't have a professional page, but I still want to put it on autopilot. You can use a tool called laterbro.com. It's a free tool, and you can schedule posts even on your regular profile page, but you're going to get a penalty on Facebook for using a third-party page that will cause fewer people to see that post than if you had normally done it. As far as we know, there's no penalty on a professional page for scheduling your posts. So that's Facebook. The second thing you can put on autopilot is Twitter. Now, the nice thing about Twitter is that there's no penalty for using LaterBro. And so you just go to LaterBro.com, you can schedule and you can sign up and you can schedule your tweets to come out. Another tool for scheduling tweets, one that I actually use, is called Buffer. Uh, it's BufferApp.com. And we'll have the links to all of these uh, sites in our show notes at NovelMarketing.com. So you log in, you can look at them there. And that allows you to schedule your tweets to come out as well. So again, you batch and buffer all of the tweets that you're going to send, and then it automatically sends throughout the month. The third thing, the third tip, is to set up an email autoresponder. So nothing kills authors' productivity more than receiving emails from people, especially if you've sent out some uh, manuscripts and you're waiting for your agent to get back to you. Checking it every five minutes, that's like the worst recipe for uh, getting email done. I know when I'm trying to email Jim and he's working on a deadline, his response time is about two or three weeks <laughs> <laughs> that's kind i thought you were going to say months <laughs> well yeah it is it is what it is and so it's okay to be slow responding to people like that on email if you set that expectation so if normally you respond to emails within hours or days and suddenly it's going to be weeks or months you need to set up a vacation autoresponder and you do this however you'd set up a vacation autoresponder in outlook or gmail you can google it to get the specific steps and what this does is it automatically sends a reply to people who've sent you an email saying hey i'm working on NaNoWriMo. i'm trying to write 1600 words every single day i'm going to be slower responding to email if this is an emergency text me or something like that. And that can save you from people being disappointed that you didn't email them back right away. Uh, tip number four. But before we get into that, Thomas, I want to play devil's advocate for a moment. We are suggesting to people... You really that like that devil. <laughs> <laughs> I like the phrase. Um, we're suggesting people schedule these things out. Love it. I understand it. I do it. I get it. But... What happens when that person responds to a particular Facebook post and they're in the comments and they're pouring their heart out and you're not responding to that? How does that look to uh, one of your fans? If they have the expectation that you respond to every comment, that's going to look pretty bad. 
that's, again, expectations management is key. But sometimes you need someone to keep an eye on your Facebook for you, which leads us into tip number four. Yeah, and, and Thomas is exactly right. Tip number four is get a buddy. In other words, get another author who probably isn't doing NaNoWriMo, um, and you trade with them. So during the month of November, I say, Thomas, look at I'm going to be buried in trying to get 50,000 words done. Could you just keep an eye on my Facebook page? And I trust you. You know me. So if there's a comment, could you just shoot a comment back or just like the comment so that I'm not looking like I'm a jerk and I'm ignoring you. So get a buddy, find a buddy. And then later on in the year, you do the same thing for them. And that's a tip that can work even outside of NaNoWriMo when you're going on vacation and you'd right. really like to unplug and not be buried in social media. That can help you out then as well. Another way, if you feel uncomfortable asking a buddy to do it, you can hire someone on odesk.com for five or $10 an hour and just say, hey, shoot me an email summary of what happened in social media today and if there's anything I need to respond to. There's a lot of folks you can get a virtual assistance on odesk.com to help you out with that. All right, tip number five is to put your blog on autopilot. If you're using wordpress.org, I think even Blogger allows you to do this, you can set a date for your blog post that's in the future. And what happens when you do this is that your WordPress blog won't publish that blog until that future date. And so I know authors who have buffered their blog posts out really far in advance. And this, there's less risk to it. People aren't expecting your blog post to be relevant with what's going on in the news like they are with social media. And so I know some authors that if they were to die today, they would keep blogging for a couple of years. They have such a big <laughs> buffer built up. And so that allows them, they keep building a buffer. You know, every, let's say every four weeks, they write five blog posts. And so after the end of the year, they have 50 blog posts written as a buffer. No. That's not right. That's not. I'm trying to do math live on the air. That's always a mistake. Um, they have 12 extra blog posts at the end of the year. And after a few years of that, you have enough buffer so you can go on vacation and keep having your posts come out regularly. And the other thing you can do with that is um, most of you probably understand that you can turn comments on and turn comments off. That might be an option when you know you're going to be gone for a week. Thomas, you're, you're, uh, you're not sure about that. <laughs> I, yeah, I would not recommend turning comments no? off. You, you want comments. Better to have a comment and not respond to and it. And not respond? Then. Yeah, in fact, I'm not actually a big fan of responding to comments in the comments. I, I feel that as the blogger, you have such a powerful voice writing the thing that everyone reads that it's better to just write another blog post responding that everyone can read than to leave lots of comments necessarily in the comments. comments. That's, okay. that's not a universal rule, and I know very popular bloggers who do that. But I also know popular bloggers who spend a lot of time in their comments, and it keeps them from doing things <laughs> that might give them a better return <laughs> for that time. All right, the final tip is to schedule your email newsletter. If you're using an email program like MailChimp, which is what we recommend, and we'll be talking more about MailChimp in other episodes, MailChimp allows you to schedule even your email newsletters to come out at future dates. And so you can send out an email newsletter saying, hey, I'm doing NaNoWriMo this month. I'm not going to be as active. Here are some other bloggers I recommend that you watch, or here's some tips, or whatever it is that your newsletter is about. You can schedule those newsletters to come out in the future. So we would love to hear from you. If you have autopilot tips or NaNoWriMo tips, please post them on our blog on NovelMarketing.com under the show notes for episode three. Just say, what do you do to put your marketing on autopilot? And remember, you can always connect with us at NovelMarketing.com. We'd love to uh, get your comments, suggestions, what we did right, what we did wrong, show topics that you would like to see us discuss. 
And thanks for listening to the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to sell your book online, offline, and everywhere in between.